What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by UberLiftDrivers.com, RideshareRodeo.com, WithPara.com. I'm your host, SJ. Let's get it on. Um, so last week, uh, if you listened, um, I ran through some news clips. Uh, we played the news clips. We talked about them a little bit um, of all the things going on over in London because it's kind of a lot. It's not just this uh, um, Supreme Court ruling about making them workers, not employees, but workers. But there's also facial recognition, people getting deactivated. There's a real hidden um, uh, thing that we're going to talk about today uh that is in the it is happening in london and if people here are looking for what's going on in london and would it work i would highly suggest you listen to the whole interview that i'm about to do with morad um morad is a uh uber driver and um a blogger uh, and I think that he's, he's done, uh, he's looking at getting into a little bit of podcasting too. Uh, he's done a lot of news over on that side of the pond. I what, like what we do, uberliftdrivers.com here. He has a uh, driver app London over there and, um, or London driver app. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. It'll be in the linear notes folks. Um, but anyway, him and I have been trying to do this a couple times. We had one that we did a recording, and and um, it was so it was unrecoverable. The one we just did um, was our, our levels were a little off, so I want to give a major uh, shout out thanks to uh, Jason at the Gig Economy Podcast, or you also might uh, previously know it as GR Rideshare Adventures. They're out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, so Jason, thank you very much for helping me out with this audio file and, um, yeah, I'm going to play it and, uh, the interview and then I'll flip back on the other side. So today we have Morad from, uh, driver app London, on the podcast. Um, he kind of does, uh, what we do over here in the States over there in London. He keeps an eye on, uh, how the situation's going, how drivers are, uh, being treated he's got a website he's got a podcast we'll put all that up in the linear notes at the end and uh morad it's nice to have you on the show hi thank you steve uh it's very nice to be here with you thank you for the invite invitation yeah this is our uh for those of you who haven't followed our our history when i put it out in the notes this is our third attempt or fourth attempt or fifth attempt yes (laughs) but we think we finally got it down it sounds good hopefully yeah the third should be successful hopefully yeah it looks like it yeah it looks like it so um uh, I guess some of the questions, um, all the qu- questions I want to direct to you right now are around London since that's the focal point right now of Uber. Um, yeah. well, I mean, the, the EU, I guess, is, is the focal point, but London seems to be the central focus. Yeah. Um, so a few different things. So, um, before I jump into the big one, um, I saw, I did last week on the podcast, I talked about something that was going on there in London that they're looking at doing elsewhere. Have you, are you familiar with the facial recognition? Um, not yes. the, pull, not the pullover 
take a picture and show that you have a mask on while you're driving, but the facial recognition. Yeah, yeah, the facial one, just to make sure uh, that uh, Uber has got the right driver. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. so far, we're showing a success rate of approximately 70 to 75%. And, yeah. and when it's wrong, it's way wrong. Um, I know that there is huge issues. Uh, so they're, they're working with Microsoft, if you don't know that, to do yeah, this yeah. facial recognition. Um, women, people of color, all that then fall down to the 40 50% range of there being an error. Yeah. So it's almost like a 50-50 shot if it'll recognize you, if it's you, if you're of color, a woman, uh, there's other factors too. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, it really seems to not be working, but we've known about this coming for a while. They called it facial recognition at the start of the pandemic when they were just saying, take a picture, now take a picture with a mask on. And I mean, I, yeah. I've done ones where I duct tape over my mouth. Uh, yeah, had, just put your, you put yeah, your, your hand, hand your mouth yeah, your hand works. works. Like, so obviously that was not facial recognition. Now what we're talking about is actual facial recognition with my, yeah. between Microsoft and Uber. Problem is they've integrated it without a testing period and they're deactivating drivers. Mm -hmm. So like, if you get caught, like if you grew a beard and you're a person of color, you very likely, almost 100%, will not pass the facial recognition. Yeah. And therefore, you will be deactivated. Do you know about this? This is only happening in London. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know, we know about this. Uh, that's a big problem, actually, that we are trying to, I mean, people are trying to raise here in London. That's why I'll always recommend people to not opt, out, opt for the um, Microsoft face recognition by the human one, as Uber is giving you the choice between doing it uh, with Microsoft or by a human being. Uh, oh, they do. And, yeah, they do that. So you've got you've got a choice. And uh, the first choice that they're giving you is Microsoft. So if you don't pay attention, you can miss it. So you need to make sure to, to read the options and to choose the second one so, where uh, a human being is, is checking manually. Uh, so when you log into the app, when you launch the app, the driver app, yeah. it says yeah. to you, does it say it every time? Do you want to do No, it doesn't say it every time. It's once every, maybe once a week, something like that. It really depends. You know, it's not really. Okay. So it's, 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 not, it's, it's yeah. sporadic or dynamic, but nonetheless, they're, they're not like asking you once and then now you've locked in your answer for whatever they want to do it. Yeah, no, they're just, uh, no, they're asking you. Um, Whenever they choose to ask you, they ask you, do you want a person or facial recognition? Yeah, they, they, they give you the choice. So they, whenever they ask you, they always give you the choice to choose between uh, human or Microsoft. So is it pretty clear or is it one of those Uber sketchy no, it's things? Clear. It's where, just okay. that sometimes we don't pay attention. We just want to get it sorted, I mean, to get it done right. very quickly. We don't even read the options, and sometimes people do not even know that there is an option, that there are two options. Right. So that's why uh, I guess I guess to, that's what I was meaning. Like if, you're, if you're a driver just wanting to get online real quick, and you see this thing pop up, and you're, and you know, yeah, you're, 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 you're just like, well, I just want to get online, and you hit the so the yeah, one yeah, that yeah. the one that looks like the first button or the one that you would just hit to go by that screen is that the one 
for facial recognition? Yeah, so the first one, the first option is is uh, done by Microsoft. Okay. So by, by a bot, and uh, the second one is uh, the human review. So uh, you, you've, and, obvious, you've obviously yeah. heard of people being deactivated. Yeah, yeah, we, we heard about it. It's very quick if we do it uh, the human way. Uh, people should not think that it would take, like, uh, it takes to, to verify a document. No, it's very quick. Within 10 to 20 seconds, it's uh, manually verified, and then you can log in. Yeah, so we, we've, we, we have had people uh, deactivated here in London. Um, as you have said, it, 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 uh, it hits particularly uh, the ethnic minorities, so um, uh, people of black color, or what we could be BME in here, so black and mine, black Asian and, uh, and ethnic minorities. And so we have had, for instance, one driver who didn't have a beard before. He decided to grow a beard. And uh, once Uber uh, asked him to um, take a picture, unfortunately, he chose the Microsoft one, so the Microsoft option, and it got deactivated instantly by Uber. Not only that, he also got uh, deactivated. I mean, he lost his license, actually. So the, um, the local regulator, TFL, sent yes. him a letter about, uh, I think it was uh, 10 or 15 days later, uh, uh, that um, telling him that he was uh, losing his license. So uh, that went far away for him. Uh, fortunately, he was a member of uh, the National Union for Drivers, uh -huh. CU, and uh, the union took the case and he managed. So they, um, they, appeal, they appealed uh, the decision, uh, TFL's decision. And the man, he managed to get his license back, um, uh, fortunately. He was lucky because he was a member of the union. Otherwise, he would, he would have been on his own, and he would have to appeal on his own. And uh, when you do that, uh, most of the time, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's unsuccessful. Right. So he managed to get his license back, but it was a lot of stress for him, <coughs> a lot of hassle. Uh, well, it I took bet. a few months for him. It took a few months for him to get the license back, so... You can imagine uh, the loss of earnings. Uh, so, what, real uh, quick, when, when you're talking about TFL, is that uh, transportation for or, or transportation transport for, London? for London? Yeah, transport for London. So that's the okay. the local regulator, right. the regulator that is um, operating in, in London, so in the London area. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah. So what's weird to me, though, here is that they're only doing this right now in London. They know it doesn't work or they know it has it a very work. right. They know it has a very like if, if you if you beta test something, if they beta tested this and they were any other company, there's no way this would be launched in live because yeah. it's not it's not ready. I, I heard an interview with Microsoft the other day where they said it's not ready. I, they literally were like, I don't even know why Uber's using it. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't give, I can't tell you the answer. They did it because uh, Uber uh, was under a lot of pressure from the the regulator TFL to make sure that drivers are checked and to make sure that uh, the right driver is um, is uh, doing the trips, is completing the trips. Because understood. We cases. We have those very too. Very few cases. Very few cases um, where uh, the driver was not uh, 
um, the account holder, but it was really, really, uh, I mean, it was only a few cases out of uh, was, hundreds, I, of th hundreds of thousands of trips uh, per year. Yeah. And uh, so because of that, so TFL put a lot of pressure on, on Uber. It was one of the reasons why they didn't get their license back uh, at the time, so about uh, three years ago. And so that's, so that's why they just rushed. They rushed in the well, implementation of this feature without it being uh, reliable. I guess I guess what I find weird about it, though, is like here in the United States, we have, uh, you know, a, and this isn't I'm just going to I'm just going to use the Hispanic race because it, they're not the only ones yeah. doing it. But they get a, they seem to be able to pass the any kind of regular or tests easier in this case. So we've had. Hispanic people living in a house that have one car who work, let's say there's three of them. They work eight hour shifts. Basically the cars work in 24 hours a day. Yeah. And the three people are all taking turns driving it mm -hmm. under one account. Under one account. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just signing it as the one person every time. Yeah. And they've gotten away with that for a long time. We've never done anything here in the United States about it. And we have way more cases of it of that happening than you do. Yeah. But so uh, what I find weird, two things, one that you're doing it in London before we are when the bigger problem is here with it. Mm -hmm. And that two, um, well, I guess there's three, two that it's, it's timing. And then three, uh, the, the fact that, like you said, um, there, there are people doing it. So it's needed. Uber needed to do it. But why did Uber need to add in Microsoft as an option for facial recognition that doesn't work? Why could they have just have said, we have to, the other option, we have to have you verified every time you want to log in with somebody? Well, I think that they wanted to implement it and to make it uh, implemented and checked as often as possible. Right. Uh, there are about uh, 45, 45 in London. 45,000 drivers. So it's okay. Like a big fleet. Right. You're 70,000 in the UK, right? Yeah, about that. So, you know, it's, I mean, the UK is, I mean, most of the drivers are, are in London. London. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the Uber drivers are, are operating, I mean, are working in London. And uh, so I don't know if Uber has got the resources to um, solely or to only rely uh, on, uh, on the human recognition, on the human verification of the faces maybe they wanted to uh, yeah but option if and, they're only uh, checking you every sure. week or 10 days yeah. and it's sporadic they could figure that logistical point out to the point where they could say okay we've got now we've got enough people hired on to do all drivers every 10 days or whatever they could do mm. it would probably be pretty close i just find it weird that they launched software that they were told will not work in most cases yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. Uh, I mean, this is a this is a Uber they, they, they problem. They, they clearly forever, didn't but... do the homework. Yeah, they didn't check whether it was working on all kind. I mean, all for all people. No, they uh, did. They did. Regardless, they did. You think Microsoft gave I mean, them no. a warning? Microsoft told them this: we're having issues with people of color and women. And they still chose to go with it. We're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were warned. I mean, Microsoft isn't going to let their product be out there and let Uber be trashing it, mm -hmm. showing yeah, that it doesn't yeah. work. So they've had to have all kinds of conferences saying, listen, we told them it didn't work. 
Yeah, they probably underestimated the, um, the uh, can I say the, <laughs> the the size of this issue because uh, it's not only it's it's happening for many drivers actually. Yeah, it's that's what I mean. The case for one driver, and uh, yeah, I mean not, uh, that's an issue. We still have the same uh, methodology, so this Microsoft software is still there. Uh, as far as I know, so they haven't acted on it. Uh, so hopefully they will do something about it because uh, yeah, let me just, just rely on it. Or that, at least what they could do instead of uh, instantly deactivating the driver, do some, I mean, follow up on it and not uh, they should not deactivate stress away the driver and uh, yeah, no and doubt happens. What they should do actually. When there is a, a flag, I mean, when the uh, the software is flagging uh, one one picture, uh, they should just uh, do a second check, uh, a human check, to make sure that uh, it is not, I mean, it is the driver or not the right driver, instead of automatically uh, firing the driver and uh, and putting him in trouble. Absolutely, or at least like have. Uh... You know, hey, send us a picture of you right now holding your driver's license. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. You know, so that you right then can clear it up. This is me. I grew Just a beard. Sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Give but, a chance. Yeah, exactly. So that moves me into the next point, though. This is sometimes the timing of things just as weird. The fact that it's in London and now in London uh, – we all know, and this is the big issue that I've really wanted to talk to you about on here um, that's kind of time-sensitive, too, because obviously it's being looked at around the world as to how it's working, is the the new uh, worker classification. Not employee, but worker classification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you break that down for us a bit, how that works? Because I saw one thing that I, I do want to mention is that I saw – Uber's response was they're going to contact every driver and see how they yeah. feel about it. Okay, that's 70,000 drivers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are two things, actually. So there is the case of um, workers' rights, what we call the workers' rights, uh, giving us uh, rights in terms of holiday pay, pension, and minimum wage. And there is uh, the compensation case in which Uber should compensate drivers for the, the years they worked as uh, independent work, I mean, independent contractors, not even workers, while they should have been uh, considered as workers. Um, so, yeah, so, so what Uber has done regarding the first bit, the first case, uh, they have contacted every single driver. I mean, they have sent us an email, the same email to everyone, telling okay. us that we're going to have holiday pay, uh, of about 12%, so 12% of our earnings uh, will be uh, topped up and we'll get it as holiday pay. Uh, uh, that's one thing. We will get also uh, a kind of pension. Uh, Uber will contribute uh, 3% uh, of the pension and the driver will give about 5%. Drivers will be able to opt in and opt out, so it's up to them if they want to do it or not. And the third thing is that uh, we will be able to uh, get, uh, as long as we accept a trip, uh, minim- the minimum wage. So we will never be 
from the acceptance of a trip to the drop-off of the customer, right. uh, drivers will never be earning less than uh, eight pounds, uh, something a bit a bit more than eight pounds uh, per hour. Uh, so right, but one thing, so one thing. Rights. So one yeah. thing that concerns me right away, and I think that you and I are kind of the same on this. We've been doing this. We know how and when we want to drive in our markets and make real money. A big concern of mine is that when you force hand a company like this to do this, to pay minimum wage, that that floor payment that you're talking about, that basic, you will not get less than this, also becomes the ceiling payment. Like you really, if they're saying eight pounds, let's say, that you're going to get, then you know, you you really might not get ever more than 10, but maybe you know how to make 25. Oh, I think I lost him here. Hi, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying in theory, uh, that should not how, um, it's not going how, it's not going to work that way. Uh, as Uber's pricing and Uber's fares are going to stay the same. So um, we, if a trip is going to Heathrow Airport, let's say, for instance, or any other airport, and it is a one-hour trip um, with a 30-mile 30 30 mile distance, we will still earn the same thing as before. That won't change. Um, but we will at least, according to them, earn minimum wage. The, the issue that I see in that... And that is not going to change no, yeah. anything. And, and it's not going to be beneficial for anyone because as far as I know, 99% of the drivers uh, have always been earning more than minimum wage. That's what so, I was going to say. That's what I was going to, that's what I was going to yeah. say to you. That's the same kind of <laughs> yeah, issue so, we face here in the States. It's, yeah. it's a very small percentage of people who really want this. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're yeah, the exactly, ones, yeah. and they're the ones who I don't know how they don't, but they don't make minimum wage kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, it might, and again, it might be their market. It might be where they live. It might be where they drive. It might be so overpopulated that maybe they literally can't, or maybe they're not cut out yeah. for a service industry type position. I don't know, but, um, it, I mean, almost every driver I talk to every day has said to me, Hey, listen, if they go to the, to the point where, I lose flex or I can't work when I want and I'm and even if I can still have flex and work when I want, if I can't earn somewhere near what I always have, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, I mean yes, I mean the um, that's uh Because that's a big that's, fear because I don't know how London's working. I mean I don't know if they're allowing every driver that wants to to go on the platform because I don't know how they're gonna pay for that. Um, we will see actually, um, because yeah, it's going to be expensive. It's 12% on top. Uh, the fares are staying the same. I just mean the minimum wage with the lazier people or even drivers <laughs> who like are maybe drivers who are veteran drivers who know that, oh, this yeah. day on this time, you never get any rides. I'll just turn on and make minimum wage while I watch TV at home. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't work that way because we, we, it's something that was, um, part of the court ruling. So the, um, uh, the, the court ruling that said, 
that Uber had to pay holiday pay. They were also uh, stating that every single driver should be paid as long as they are online. So as long as they go online, they should be earning minimum wage. Uh, but that is not what Uber is giving at the moment. They are just giving us minimum wage as long as we accept a trip. I mean, from the acceptance of a trip. Ah. Uh, but um, see, I read it the same way you yeah. just said it. That that from the time you turn on, like if I turn on and turn off three hours later, and I don't, let's just say I don't get one ping, okay? No. I, I would I would be paid three hours of pay regardless. But here in the United States, when AB5 passed and then Prop 22 happened, what happened was they did exactly what you're saying. Yeah, from the time of you accepting a trip to dropping it off, that's time that we count towards hour. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the time. And nothing before, nothing after. Um, but, there's, so... but in London, they're supposed to be paying you from the time you turn on to the time you turn yeah, off. According to the uh, Supreme Court ruling, um, what the judge said, that he said that drivers should be considered as workers and not only self-employed uh, contractors, and also that they should be paid minimum wage as long as they go online. What is the logic behind that? Uh, what's the logic? Right. It's because uh, Uber is... Taking, I mean, it's profiting from the fact that we are going online. As long as we go online, we show customers that there is reliability, that we are available, that the next ride is two minutes away. Right. If you will, if you will not be online, there will not be that. Uh, I mean, Uber will not be able to provide that short ETA of two minutes, one minute away, three minutes away. So it's something that um, is part of Uber's. Uh, can I say, uh, advantages, and it's part of Uber's strength. Exactly. Uh, the size of its, of its fleet, but not only the size of its fleet, but uh, the availability, so the uh, uh, the number of drivers that are online at any time, making the ETA shorter than any other competitor uh, in London, and I guess in so many markets as well. So that's why the judge said, and that's why some people would think that drivers should be paid from the moment they go online as they make Uber a favor and not only from the acceptance of a trip. See, a, a big problem that I see there is that you're going to lose a lot of veteran drivers who know how to make yeah. 30 pounds an hour. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're going you're yeah, to yeah. lose those drivers over yeah, time. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of, of people who just want a minimum wage job who sit at home, accept a trip, don't go pick it up, and then I'm sure that I'm, pre, I'm sure that you guys have the same system we do here. Like, I I have been driving. I'll I'll be driving to a, a pick up a customer. I'll be halfway, and it'll say, um, "Oh, your customer changed to this customer." Yeah. And they so they yeah. found a closer car, got it to that guy that I'm heading to, and now they got me heading back the eight miles that I just came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to go pick I mean, up a new guy. And so I feel like that's going to be a, a, a logistical headache, nightmare that you can't believe. Like, they're going to have newbies who don't want to work, unlike a lot of us drivers who want to get out there and hustle and make money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they're going to get a lot who don't want to work, who are lazy, and they're just going to say, oh, yeah, I'll pick it up. <laughs> uh, I don't want to take it. And then they'll wait for the kind of wait for the person to cancel, see if they get a cancel fee, any of that kind of stuff. And, 
in the meantime, Uber's going to have to juggle and find a veteran rider on the platform who will go get this guy who's close. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, I, I agree with that. Um, but as, at the moment, uh, we still have the same flexibility. Um, so we are not losing any flexibility. Uh, we can just go online whenever we want. And uh, Uber doesn't have to, uh, can I say, it doesn't have to allocate uh, trips uh, according to the driver's status uh, because they've got to pay the drivers from the moment they're online or, or whatever. So that's not where we are. The only issue that I see at the moment is how is Uber going to catch up with these new costs? So uh, holiday pay, so 12%. Uh, pension, 3%. That makes a total of 15%. The commission being 25%. It's like if the commission is now for Uber reduced to 10% instead of 25%. Right. So how are they going to fill the gap? That's, that's really what I don't understand at the moment. So I will not be surprised. I will really not be surprised if Uber is changing its, uh, its pricing. Or, I, I was just going to say the real, if they have yeah. to, if they have to do this, the only real solution to this is going to be for Uber to finally not, not slowly raise its prices, but a big dramatic jump. Yeah, I mean, it can, it, they've got. A and then they're going to, and they then can, they're going to, and then they're going to lose clients. Yeah, yeah. So they can either choose, uh, increase, they can either increase uh, the fares, or they can. Increase the commission, so driver's commission. Right. What they can do, or what they could do as well, is to uh, share a lesser uh, part of the pie with drivers. So, f I'm giving you an example, if there is a trip that is charging a customer thirty pounds, so a uh, a customer is charged thirty pounds or thirty dollars, what they could do. It's something that they have already done, and uh, it's probably a part of their TNCs. If not, they may just change their TNCs, uh, terms and conditions to, to, to make it uh, lawful. So they could just share with the drivers not 30 pounds or dollars, but only 20 or 25. Something right. that they have already done, and something that uh, other people, I mean, other competitors, uh, in the market have been doing, uh, for years now. So it's another, it's another, um, possibility. But, um, yeah, I, I do not think that Uber is going to say the same. It's not going to do anything about it because when we do the maths, they are just earning 10%. Right. Um, 10% so of a fare. And right. not twenty five percent anymore. Right. Well, as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. As far um, as we know, yeah. <laughs> um I guess the the one big question that I don't want to overlook here um while we're talking today. So so one thing I want to make sure we address right here um before we run out of time is that I wanna how does what is the difference between worker and employee status in London? Because I know they wanted that employee status. They didn't get it. They got worker yeah, status. So, so, it's a, so it's a hybrid status. So it's in between uh, 
subcontractor status, where you just provide a service with a partner, where in which you are a partner, and uh, the employee status, uh, in which um, uh, Uber or uh, the other part, the other party is uh, is making the rules uh, from A to Z. So it's in between. Um, if we were employees, uh, we would have to respect certain shifts. We would not have this flexibility. No, flexibility be gone. So the flexibility would be gone. Uh, the other thing that would happen, we would uh, probably, uh, in certain cases, have to use Uber's cars and not our cars. Uh, so there will be less cost, maybe, for the driver, but no flexibility at all. And right. uh, we will be given a, a certain wage with maybe some bonuses, but we will lose all flexibility. And uh, that will be much, much harder uh, for drivers to, to make as much money as they would want by extending their shifts or by driving smartly like we are doing at the moment. So it's, it's, it's a hybrid status in which uh, we still keep the flexibility. So it's still in our pocket. But on the other hand, we've got some rights uh, that are, uh, as we said, uh, holiday pay and some pension. Sure. A, a status in between both. So is that, but is that common in, in London? Are there, like, what's another job that has a worker classification? It, it's a, it's a, it's a unique case. So when that happened, so everyone was uh, agreeing on the fact that it's going to have a big impact on the gig economy here in the UK. So it has affected Uber uh, for the first time, and it may affect other uh, other big companies uh, sure. or in the gig economy, like uh, Uber Eats, for instance, or Deliveroo. So any on-demand del delivery company or a courier's company. I was going to say, I don't even know fossils. if it'll. I don't know if it'll just stick to on-demand. You might have graphic artists, uh, speech therapists. <laughs> yeah. Um, sign language. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. These yeah, are Amazon's... all gig. These aren't app-based, but these are all gig economy jobs that will be affected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. The gig economy in general will be affected. So from Amazon, uh, uh, Uber to uh, to yeah, as you're saying, uh, speech therapists. And, uh, but I was, I guess what economy. I was asking, what I was asking is before this, before the classification and the ruling even came down, is there, is there another job in London or career that classifies you as a worker prior to this? As far as I know, uh, there isn't. Uh, okay. Cause that's what I, I was wondering if it was like a judge came up with this hybrid model to say, okay. You're workers. You're not employees. You're not independent contractors. You're workers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As far as I know, in the gig economy now, there isn't any. Uh, that's what I can say. And uh, and yeah, I mean, there will be no, there will be consequences. Well, sure there will. So, and I'm sure I'm 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 kind of wondering, like, has anybody seen any of this pension money start? Has anybody seen like? No. It, so. Uh, I mean, the, the pension uh, scheme is uh, still not working. Uber stated that it's going to take a bit of time because it needs to uh, liaise with uh, the government 
uh, to implement it. Uh, but we will receive very soon, um, in the beginning of May, our first uh, drivers are going to receive uh, the first holiday pay money um, and uh, minimum wage and holiday pay money. And uh, that's what they have uh, said. So that, that we've got the date, we've got everything about it. Uh, the only thing that we don't know about is the compensation. Um, I don't know if you know, um, the, the ruling, the court ruling, uh, has another consequence. Uh, the consequence is that uh, drivers that have worked for Uber uh, in the past few years uh, can claim some compensation as they were working under the same conditions. So Uber was uh, setting the fares. They had so much power in the relationship between um, between them and what they used to call partners, um, that uh, they were at the time workers and that they should be given compensation for the time uh, when they were working as workers, when they were driving as workers. So, yeah, I understand uh, what you're saying. I think that's ridiculous, though. <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, that's, if you if you if you tried this for a few months and it didn't work out for you, or for six months and it didn't work out for you, you shouldn't be able to go back and get any money on those six months because yeah, but that, that that's coming, that's coming. Uh, we have had uh, lots of uh, law firms uh, recruiting. I would I will not say recruiting, but contacting drivers, enrolling right. drivers uh, to. Um, uh, to claim on their behalf, and uh, so thousands of them have uh, registered uh, with these firms. So it'll and probably become like a class settlement type thing. It's a kind of class action, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of. But what happened is that Uber uh, made a second move, telling that, telling drivers that you don't need to go through these. Uh, law firms, you can directly negotiate with us and I'm going to give you a compensation of uh, X amount uh, once we have uh, talked to you and once we have uh, agreed on a specific price. I mean, so so every driver was said that and uh, every driver was uh, able to register interest and now we're just waiting for Uber to get back to driver, I mean, to get back to us uh, to, to set a, to set a price, uh, basically. So some people say that it could be anything. I mean, depending on the, uh, on your experience, depending on how many years you have worked with Uber, it could be up to, uh, 12, 12,000 pounds. Jeez. Per driver. I mean, these so, are the kind of things uh, that to the drivers out there listening, I don't understand how you guys think that a company that hasn't made money for 10 years, that is struggling to stay above yeah. water. And yes, there are, there is a hierarchy of 100, 200, 500 people that do make a lot of money during this time. But overall, the company has never turned to profit. I don't see how yeah. you think, how any driver thinks that, that 12,000 uh, pounds or whatever, you know, 15,000 American dollars, if it comes here, all this wouldn't put this company out of business. I mean, to be honest with you, if it was, if that was in another country, 
in a less important country or city. I think that Uber would have left a long time ago. Oh, yeah. But the fact that we are in London, London is, I think, their second uh, biggest city in the world after New York, if I'm not wrong. Um, so they really want to keep London at all costs. They sure. have appealed uh, TFL decision. It cost them, it cost them a lot of money. Uh, they went to court three times. So after the appeals, and they won at the end. They spent a lot of money on PR. They spent a lot of money <coughs> on uh, advertising here in London. Same thing they did here. And promotions. Same thing they uh, did so here. So it looks like they are ready to give drivers the compensation. Because for them, London is too important to be to be lost, uh, even if they have to to pay a, a a dear price for it. Yeah, I to me, I think they're strategizing. I I think that we're going to see uh, some. I think we're going to see hundreds. Hundred. And I'm not kidding. I'm not, not talking about one or two things. I'm talking about hundreds of cases filed by Uber company against against, uh, I don't know if it would be the TFL or who it would be, but I think you're going to see a lot of lawsuits in the next month in London from Uber. Yeah. Where yeah. they're going to just, and it's literally, the reason I say hundreds is just to keep it tied up in court for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, possibly. It's a possibility. Because I just, just don't think, that, I just yeah. don't think they're going to come through with paying. I, the model doesn't allow this. It doesn't. Yes, even, if it doesn't even if they uh, raise prices, they're going to lose 40% of their, their, their ridership, which they can't afford to do anyway, which, and mm -hmm. then that, the raised prices are only going to make up for that loss of ridership. So you're still going to yeah. make the same amount of money and now you're going to have to be paying all these people. So the model mm -hmm. just isn't going to work. The model was designed to work as it has for 10 years. Yeah. Change that model. Mm -hmm. And if you, and if you need to make, I've always thought, okay, sure, drivers need to be treated better, but slight, slight changes, guys. Don't jump to this, this kind of outcome because this could be the end. Yeah. Uh, if you want my opinion on it, uh, I believe that Uber wants to start a fresh, I mean, wants to do a fresh, a fresh start in London. Uh, as I've said before, because they don't want to lose London. Um, they, they, they accepted to lose many other cities in the world. Uh, they were in Morocco and they left. They were in China and they left. Well, uh, but, but, you know, they, they, they've been in a lot of countries where they've left, come yeah, back, they left, left they, they, come they, back. They, they, they've left they some thought, countries three yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, uh, they probably, yeah, they probably thought that it was not worth it to, right. to, I mean, to keep fighting, to keep fighting against uh, local taxis, governments, governments, and so on. Right. But here in London, it looks like they are acting in another way. And uh, as I've said just before, I think that they want to do a fresh start in London with drivers and the regulator. And they acted actually in a smart way um, when they offered drivers a, a, a way to, to be compensated by themselves. Why? Because if they would have waited for the, the, the law firms to claim on drivers' behalf, they would have lost time and money to go to the courts. And also, the, 
they've got probably more leverage in negotiating with drivers directly than with than um, by going to the courts and uh, negotiating them with these law firms. So, in my opinion, here they are actually saving money and not spending money, because one way or another, is through the courts or whether it is by, uh, I mean, negotiating directly with the drivers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's just one of those things we're going to have to see play out. I, I just, I'm really thinking that Uber will do something else. I mean, like, I, yeah. I understand they want to start fresh, but they don't want to start fresh under these new Supreme Court rulings. Yeah, I mean, they don't that, have any choice actually. That's not even start. That's not even starting yeah. fresh. That's a, that's hey, go go to your office and redesign everything about your business. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, that's I mean, it's part. I believe that it's part of the long-term plans. Uh, obviously, they are. They would like at the end of the day to be driverless. Uh, right. They are not only. Uh, active operating in the ride-share, ride-hailing industry. They're also in the food business, uh, on sure. food delivery. Uber Eats is doing very well here in London. So it's part of the of a global and long-term strategy. Uh, the thing is that they've got uh, they are being backed up by big investors. And oh people yeah. People are queuing. People are queuing to invest in Uber. It's not Uber begging investors uh, to get some money. It's the way around. So they can afford it in a way. Well, And I believe that's all part of their long-term strategy to be profitable in the next, you know, five to ten years. And uh, To be honest, years. the one thing I think that they saw a win out of this for the company is that they saw, okay, this will absolutely end any company from trying to get into rideshare. Yeah. So now it's just us because nobody's going to want to get into rideshare now that everybody has to be a worker, period. Mm -hmm. So they're, yeah. they, now they kind of – they've always wanted the monopoly. Lyft was over there for a little while, I believe. Um, but then they split. You know, They're not there anymore. Uh, but like any, if any company wanted to start up in London as a rideshare company, you, you pretty much can't now. Now you can't. Yeah, uh, exactly. I agree with you. It's maybe part of their plans. We've got the, the means to offer holiday pay, uh, pension, and so on. It's not only that. They're offering other advantages as well. We've got our a kind of sick pay uh, through an insurance uh, that could give us uh, sick pay after seven days uh, being off sick. Uh, we've got membership, gym membership, uh, <laughs> discounts. What else do we have? We've got paternity leave more maternity leave once we have a, a child. So we've got so many rights that the, other, that the others cannot uh, afford. I mean, they can't afford it. They can't right. offer it. Exactly. That's and, my point. And, uh, yeah, so they would send this message to the other ones, to the, to the competition. We can afford it, can you? If you can't, you won't be able to compete, and you will have to leave the market. If you can, then... You, you could, but at the moment, what is the competition doing? So we've got Bolt, we've got Ola, we've got Freenow. They said that 
they will not offer the same rights, uh, the workers' rights, because drivers are better off as partners than as workers. And they're saying that because the commissions uh, are lower, they, they, uh, they charge drivers 15%, and that way they would earn more as a partner uh, than as a uh, as a as a worker, so it's a bit it's a bit weird. Uh, it's a bit it's a bit debatable, but right. the, the 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 only thing that they need to be aware of is that any driver can go to court now, uh, use that judgment, that court ruling, and ask these companies to do the same. Right. Because there is already law. Law is here. The Supreme Court has decided on something, so it's not very easy to require to 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 claim the, the, the same thing to ask the other companies to do the same thing as Uber is doing. So um we will see. Uh we are in interesting times. Yes. We will see us going to uh how things are going to uh, to be in the in the near future. Uh so yeah we are I'm looking forward really to the next few months to see how it's going to be in terms of compensation, how the competition is going to react uh, in the next few months as well. And, uh, and yeah, so we will see. So here's my final words, and then I'll ask for yours, and uh, I'll let you get back to work. But here's how I feel. I feel that if everything you've said, the, you know, the holiday, holiday pay, the pension, uh, gym memberships, all the, all the perks that you're going to get, those are all great. If they can afford to yeah. do that and they can afford to give uh, a floor payment, I'm all good with that. The problem comes in where that I see, at least in my market, and I believe this holds for you too, is for drivers like us who know how to make a lot more than minimum wage. Yeah. This I just see a long-term problem. But like right now out of the gate, nothing's really – figured out yet there's i mean the supreme court ruling's been passed out but nothing's really figured out on the logistics of how all this will play so it's it's like right now you might be still making 30 pounds an hour and going hey i get all these perks and i get 30 pounds an hour sweet but if they're gonna have to give you all those perks i just i don't see a way around and i can't I can't tell you the details because I don't know of how this how uh, would happen, but I just don't see you'll be able to make 30 pounds an hour anymore. Yeah, I forgot something. I forgot to tell something. Uh, during the pandemic, we have had uh, thousands of drivers not working because they were self-isolating. Sure, sure. Same here. Because, yeah. because the market was very, very quiet. So they, were, they, they didn't work for a few months. Right, safety and, and, rider, people, and ridership was down, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So for these people, Uber decided to deactivate their accounts. So they can't work anymore at the moment. And So if you, if you, if you so. didn't work during the pandemic, you can't work now? No. As an Uber driver, no, you can't. I mean, when you, when you, when you, if you try to go online you will be asked to uh, contact support. So you will not be able to go online. And what Uber is saying, Uber is saying that these drivers, I don't know how many thousands, to be honest, I mean, a few thousands, 
I would guess it's a lot of thousands. I don't have a number actually, but thousands, yeah, thousands of thousands. drivers um, have to re-onboard. So they've got to re-onboard like if they were uh, new drivers and under new conditions, new terms. Right. We don't know what these terms would be. So that's an interesting thing. Yeah, we, 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 it not, would be interesting to see how yeah. a brand new driver who's never drove for Uber in London, if they if they got onboarded, and then somebody who drove for two years before the pandemic wanted to come back, how if they got re-onboarded, how those two onboardings look. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think that they're going to have to be onboarded on, on the new terms. We can just speculate, but it can be... Uh, uh, drivers will agree to not claim any compensation from Uber. Our drivers will have to agree on a new commission rate of 30%, 35, whatever. Right. So it's not it's not a um, coincidence. Uh, they have done that because they have just been asked to pay us lots of perks, holiday pay, and so on. And it's part of this of their strategy to adapt and to, to adapt themselves to this new dynamic, uh, to these new benefits. And uh, we know very soon what it is all about. So let me ask you just one thing about that. Um, so when you say that, like, if you haven't drove during the pandemic, so if you haven't drove in the, during the pandemic, but before the Supreme Court ruling, like let's say in April or in March last 2020, you stopped driving, but in September – you said, oh, I think it's safe enough. I'm going to go back. You were able to get back on the app then, right? Next September, yes, you will be. No, 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 yes. no, no. I mean last September. Last September. Like if you didn't uh, yes, drive from yes, March yes. to September, you yes, could get yes, back we on. Able to. Okay. We able to, yes, yes, yes. So since the Supreme Court ruling, they're saying you haven't drove during the pandemic, you can't. But how long is that period? Like when did you have to drive last uh, according to what we saw, uh, it's about two to three months. So if a driver hasn't worked, hasn't uh, driven for two to three months, uh, right now they, they, they can't go online anymore. Right. They have to contact support and be re-onboarded. They have to contact I get support it. and be re-onboarded. And uh, that actually, you're the, the first person. Weeks. I haven't even, maybe I've just missed the articles, but I haven't even read that. I haven't even seen that. Oh, I'm that's obviously. Sure that, yeah, yeah. I don't no, I'm, gl I'm glad the, you uh, mentioned that because yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that actually makes a lot of sense. That takes if you have forty five thousand drivers, let's say only fifteen thousand were driving during the pandemic or twenty, you just lost or half the drivers just lost their job. Yeah, they lost the jobs, or what could happen? They could work again, but under new but, terms. Uh, but under new terms, and like you said, yeah, those yeah, terms could yeah. be awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they yeah, could just be written uh, as like, hey, you're not going to make anything so that we can pay for these yeah. other drivers. Exactly. That's what we need to find <laughs> out, actually. <laughs> but it's a, it, it is sad. It is, uh, I will not say evil, but it is. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's kind of evil. <laughs> it's kind of evil, yes. Uh, but I would say it, it, it is sad, but in a way, it's a clever move as well. It's, it, it's very clever from Uber, even if in reality, it's something that is going to put a lot of drivers uh, under uh, a lot of pressure and under um, less advantageous uh, terms. So, 
But bottom so, line, bottom so, yeah, line, bottom line, there this? is bottom line is there. Their hand was forced to do that. Yeah. I mean, what else were they going to do? Like I said, you would have had every person who didn't work during the pandemic because of safety. You'd have had at the day of the Supreme Court ruling, you'd have them all log on just to get hourly pay sitting at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what happened, <laughs> so, actually. That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened. So, so, so many people logged, logged on just to get these new benefits and they could not do it. So it was a big surprise for them uh, when they tried to. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, we'll see what it is about in the next few weeks. Normally they should reveal, um, they should re-onboard these drivers uh, in the next few weeks. And, and by then we'll find out what it is all about. Well, Morad, thank you for coming on and explain the, I think Thank we covered you. a lot on here that a lot of people here in the States yeah. especially don't know. Um, and oddly, this kind of, maybe not exactly, but this kind of thing could be coming our way too. Um, that's what yeah. a lot of people here yeah. are fighting for. But um, I really want to thank you for coming on. And uh, if no, any last, any pleasure. last words or any last advice or. Uh, I mean, I would say what I was saying at the beginning, just make sure that you are using the, uh, the human uh, picture verification instead of, instead of the Microsoft one uh, yes. when it comes to you, when it comes to you. I didn't even know that was an option, <laughs> so absolutely. I agree yeah. with Morad 100% of your people. If you, I thought they were having to do the facial ID, but as he mentioned, when, they, when that comes up, if you are in London, you're hearing this or whatever, if you've read articles here in the States, when that comes up, there is an option to have a person verify it. Obviously do that because Microsoft itself has admitted their software does not work. Yeah. So obviously you don't want to use not working software and then get uh, deactivated from the platform. Yeah, that's going to be bad. So thank you, Morad. Um, I'll let thank you get you. back to work now and uh, have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> yep. Okay, so uh, quite a mouthful there, actually. Um, yeah, so let's see. We covered uh, the facial recognition software, and I'm not talking about the mask over your mouth followed by the or the picture of yourself and then the mask over your mouth that just made sure your mouth was covered. Um, we're talking about actual facial recognition software developed by Microsoft being used by Uber in um, London or in the UK where they know there are errors and they know that it's not at all ready to be deployed on this level. And we have this happening around the time when they're told by the Supreme court Uber that they need to make, now they didn't, the, you know, drivers didn't get in, um, the employee status out of the Supreme court, but they got worker status. Like, like, uh, Morad was saying a hybrid between the two. Um, but you know, the facial recognition's coming into play now. If you get one that doesn't match, they can deactivate you. It seems like they're coming up with a lot of loopholes. Um, the, uh, Supreme court ruling and, um, the way that Morad, uh, was talking about it, like, you know, 13% or what was it? Uh, 12% for, um, uh, vacation. Um, and then, uh, 3%, uh, to match a 5%. Um, and what else did we have? Uh, gym memberships. I mean, all, all these seem like weird things to me, like, well, we're keeping our 
drivers fit, we give them all gym memberships. Okay, well, I just feel like it wasn't money that Uber just said, what can we waste this on? They're, they're picking select things. And the biggest kicker and the thing that I think all of us who listened to this episode, myself, when I was doing it, I had no idea that if you haven't drove in London for the past 60 to 90 days, and so if, basically if you haven't driven through the pandemic, and then especially basically this, this new year, if you haven't driven this year, um, but really it could be as little as just two months. So maybe you drove for, through the pandemic, but for the last two months, um, or let's say you drove your last time driving was 62 days ago, and now you're ready again, you go to turn on the app, um, because of the new worker classification, it will say the app will tell you, um, please contact support and nothing more. When you call there, they will tell you to reapply and you will have to be re onboarded with Uber with complete new terms. So my guess is if it's anything like the United States, so we've got approximately 70 to 75,000 drivers in the UK. We've got approximately forty to 45,000 of those drivers are in the London area alone. Um, now, here in the States, you know, we had about 15 to 20% through most of the pandemic um, of rideshare vehicles on the road in most markets. Now, let's say it's, I mean, let's say that it's 75 or 25% of the drivers were on the road in London. Okay, or, you know, whatever you want to use. Uh, But at 25%, and let's say that it's, you know, I said 40 to 45,000 drivers, let's call it 44,000. So that means 11,000 drivers out of the 44,000 have been driving during the pandemic and also meet the criteria of of driving in the last two months, keeping them active. The other 80% now have to renegotiate terms with Uber and be re-onboarded. This is something we've always known. You're not just going to get flex time and and these, but here's some slow steps we're seeing. You know, like I asked Morad, is worker status something in London that that another that there's another example of what it is outside of the gig economy? And he didn't think so. Uh, maybe there is, and if anybody in London knows, please let me know uh, because I feel like this hybrid worker status creation, not employee, not independent contractor, but worker was almost created um, during this court case as the hybrid model so that they can see how things play out. But it's crazy to me. And uh, um, I I was shocked to learn that before, you know, they have to go to the point of like letting everybody go or how they're going to handle all the usage of the platform. They're already like, they've already taken 80% of the drivers and said, well, put them on a, on a back burner. And if they try and log on and contact us, we'll see if we, then we'll decide what their new terms are and, and we'll make new terms and agree to them. And that'll be their terms. So, I mean, without having to fire anybody, if that worker status involves a firing, without having to fire anybody, they automatically have 80% of their drivers, 75 to 80% off the platform already. Probably most of which, those most of those drivers don't even know it. Maybe some of them moved on to other things. Maybe some aren't coming back to rideshare. Maybe some are once they feel safer. But I think they're going to be in for a big surprise because you heard it here. Um, and uh, 
you know, you, if you turn on the app and you haven't been driving, you are going to get a call support. And that's something that has never happened anywhere that Uber operates. Um, part of Uber is what it is. You are your own, you're, you're an Uber partner. You're an independent contractor and you can log on as often as you want. And Morad had a great point as well when he pointed out, you know, when you open the app as a passenger, you see all the cars around you, you know, okay, it's not surging. I got cars everywhere. Cool. I can get a ride within a minute. So you can kind of, you know, if you need another 10 minutes, you're, you know, you're having dinner with some people or whatever, and you're just checking, you know, you don't need to do it. But with this new model and the fewer drivers that'll be out there, um, uh, it's just, you know, you're going to see longer wait times. Uh, you, you know, a cancel could mean really be devastating for the company, um, big time, because if, if people are having to pay more for rides, if they're having to wait longer, if they're getting wait times of 11 minutes instead of one in London, like they used to get, and then six minutes in, they're getting a cancel rider or driver canceled the ride. It's going to get frustrating. They're not going to want to do it. They're not going to like the higher prices. There's going to be way less business. Revenue will be down big time from where it is. Uber will not be able to afford to maintain um, in this in this in this way. And this isn't even employee status. This is worker status that we're waiting to see how it fully shuffles down. So. Hopefully everybody listened to last week and caught the news segments or you've been following it enough. Um, but if not, you know, I think we covered a lot here today. Um, let's see next week. Uh, I don't have my calendar in front of me, but next week may be the round table we're doing with, uh, some app based delivery drivers, or it might be the week after. If it's the week after, then it's just me here with some news next week, which I've been wanting to do um, a full episode of Just News because we've got a bunch that I want to play some catch-up with. Uh, then we'd have that. And then I believe the week after that, we have Jason, um, who does the uh, Gig Economy podcast uh, slash GR Rideshare Adventures and has been for four years um, out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Those guys are on every other um, Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You can catch them live on YouTube. You can catch them live on Facebook. And I'm not really sure what the new uh, Periscope thing is. I, I got a, um, an email about it, but I didn't understand how what it meant. Um, I don't really use Periscope on Twitter. I use Twitter all the time, but I don't use Periscope, so I'm not sure. I think there's still a way that that they can feed it to Twitter or whatever, but it sounded like it wasn't through Periscope or it was something different now. But regardless, you can watch them. It's video. It's live time. You can comment on the show, and so you can be talking with these guys, which is great. Um, but we're going to have Jason on the show. Um, not only does he do his podcast, he does another podcast, and they have a pretty – a stealth studio um if you've ever watched even a little bit of of their podcast so i'm pretty sure that he does some recording for uh, other podcasts and things like that of that nature and as of today too he, he normalized or he equalized out the um, volume difference uh for morad and i during that segment so um again thank you for that jason and uh that's it everybody go out there be nice to somebody <laughs>
keep those masks on. Um, you know, I know that everybody always says, you know, we live in crazy times. I'm, I'm starting to say we live in very confusing times because in terms of like, who knows if we're supposed to wear a mask where, um, don't even get me started. It's, it's those of you out there who listen to the podcast, who are listening right now, who have kids like I do in school, that alone can make you pull your hair out. But then all the differences and mask mandates and, you know, should you wear it? If you've had the shot, can you be around other people with the shot, but not inside, but only with other people with the shot, but then you can go out around other people. It's so confusing that it's no wonder people are just saying, forget it. I give up and I'm not endorsing that, but if, but if you, if this country wants to get people on the same page and get past this, then stop sending a mixed signal every three days. And this isn't, I'm not being, I'm not sitting on either side politically here. This is just me saying it's ridiculous because I read all this stuff. Um, and I, I'm sure that a lot of people are even just confused by the wording of like, even on the CDC's site, but I, don't get me started. I've been very, you know, anything that I'll wear a mask at every second. If it gets us out of this, <laughs> you know, if taking a mask off for two days and then wearing it for five and then taking it off for three and then wearing it for 10, if that's going to keep us in this a couple years, then I'll keep my mask on every minute. I need to, okay? I'll double up on masks. And I, I feel like most people are with me on this. Whatever gets us past this, because we talk about a new normal, but we're not anywhere near going new and near a new normal. We're just kind of spinning our wheels in the mud. Anyway, that's this podcaster's opinion. Again, you guys all have a great week. Um, I'm glad to see a lot of gig workers getting back to it. Uh, had some emails, some uh, contacts through the website, uh, and uh, the people saying that they're back working that I know. So it's really good to hear. And um, also, ridesharerodeo.com now will take you to the podcast page on uberliftdrivers.com. And then we are still working on some new pages and features for uberliftdrivers.com, one of which will showcase all the, pro- the projects we're involved with, with with Para and other people. Um, because we've got a handful of things that, that we're doing and, uh, yeah, that's it guys. Um, be good to each other. Have a good week. Um, take it easy and, uh, we'll see you back here next week on the rodeo. Peace.